0: This episode of Light On, Light Through is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com lighton. There are over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. And welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode number 75. Armstrong, Lovell, and Cernan are right to criticize Obama on space. Well, I heard Dylan Radigan and Ariana Huffington blithely say the other day on Radigan's show on MSNBC that they supported. President Obama's cutback of some of the space program, including the Orion, Constellation, and Aries 1 and 5 projects. Radigan and Huffington cited the same tired reason. The money is better spent on Earth. We've been hearing that for 50 years. It's a reason which, if JFK had adhered to it, there would have been no people on the moon and little of what we've accomplished in space now obama's space program actually increases nasa's budget but the sore point for me and many other people is that it cuts out the manned or human missions to the moon Instead, it emphasizes robotic exploration of space, cooperation with other spacefaring nations, and getting humans to Mars, all of which is very well and good. But should we abandon the moon? Well, Neil Armstrong, James Lovell, and Eugene Cernan feel very strongly that we should not. The three sent a powerful letter to Obama. I'll have a link to it in the show notes to this podcast. The letter urged that Obama reconsider his policy, and it pointed out its dangers. The letter focuses on the damage such cutbacks will have on America as a world leader. I'd go even further and stress the damage such a policy could have for planet Earth and we, its sentient inhabitants. Cutting back the American space program would hurt the entire human race. The truth is that what little we have accomplished in space since the 1960s and 1970s in getting beyond this world out into the cosmos is precious little. If we lose more of the opportunity we have failed to build upon since our voyages to the moon, we could be forever sentenced to living on this planet and no place else. As I pointed out in my 2003 book, Real Space, this could well mean that we'll never know much more than we do right now about who we are what we are doing here about our place and role in this universe. I think these reasons transcend political, military, and even scientific benefits. The deepest reasons for the human species to get beyond this planet are closer to spiritual. Well, what's wrong with robots doing that? There's nothing wrong at all with robots. They're great in terms of relaying data. But when was the last time you heard of a robot that came up with a brilliant new theory, that made an unexpected connection, that acted on instinct, that wrote a passage that moved anyone to tears? If we're talking about sending out our technology to Alpha Centauri, the nearest star system, well, of course, at this point, we'll need to rely on robots. No one wants to send people out there on a mission, which would certainly result in death. But we now have the technology, obviously since the late 1960s, to get people to and from the moon. And increasingly to other places in our own solar system. Human beings need to be aboard those vessels to give us the best information about those places, those strange places which can hold so much for us and our understanding of our place in the cosmos. Now, I know that there are some people who just don't feel that way, Obviously, Dylan Radigan and Ariana Huffington, many other people, feel the money would be better spent here on Earth. I suspect that some of those people are not in touch with the deepest reasons for getting off this planet and getting out into the universe. On the other hand, maybe their souls do not light up when they think about human beings beyond this planet when they think about human beings going to other stars, perhaps discovering other life forms, other intelligences out there in this universe. If that's the case, well, hey, I wish those people good luck. I suspect a majority of Americans and a majority of the people of this planet do not feel that way. And so I hope that they, at least in America rise up to oppose Obama's cutbacks. Obama wants to stimulate a commercial space program, getting out into space financed by private enterprise. That's something I'm all in favor of. Capitalism is a powerful mechanism. I'm all in favor of capitalism. It's by and large much better than government spending. And indeed, One of the problems of our space program has thus far been that it's failed to attract sufficient private and corporate investment. But cutting back on NASA is not the way to do this. I came across a post on the Huffington Post about this issue, and there was a comment there by an online friend, M.P. Andony, I've never met him in person. He comes from the New York area, but he now lives, I think, in Tennessee. And his comment about this, I think, captures perfectly what I feel about Obama's actions and his proposal for really revolutionizing, in a bad way, the space program. M.P. Anthony writes, quote, I voted for Obama and I am a big supporter of health care and many of the things he has tried to accomplish, but I strongly disagree with the cancellation of the Orion Constellation and Aries one and five. A strong commercial space industry would be great, but until we get it, NASA is the only game in town. Unquote. I've been arguing this since the 1960s. I think anything that we can do in space in any way is a good thing, and none of the possibilities should be cut back. The truth of the matter is, if you look at history, if you look at the Roman Empire, if you look at ancient Alexandria, if you look at the history of Chinese civilization... You find many instances in which a society was just on the verge of using a new technology which would have brought it into a new era. For example, the Romans understood steam power. Inventors in ancient Alexandria were using it, but they were using it for magical demonstrations. The Romans were this close to harnessing steam power if they had... We would have had the Industrial Revolution almost 2,000 years earlier. The Chinese invented the printing press, but it was used primarily to print up announcements and birthday greetings. There was nothing like a popular press in China. And the list goes on. We've made a lot of progress in space. We've opened the door. We have gotten off this planet. Here in the 21st century, President Obama has a chance to build upon this progress. You don't build upon something by kicking away what you already accomplished and trying to move on. The moon is extremely important in our getting out into the universe beyond. It's obviously the closest body to Earth, It's a great place to set up all kinds of training, missions, and from our vantage point on the moon, we have a much clearer image, literally and figuratively, of the rest of the solar system, and for that matter, the universe. So, saying from now on there'll be no longer any attempt to get people back on the moon will hurt the Mars mission that Obama wants and could really cripple our whole endeavor in space. Look at the birth dates of Neil Armstrong, James Lovell, and Eugene Cernan. 1930, 1928, 1934. That should tell us something about how fast our voyages to the moon Are receding into history. We're running out of time. The last thing we need now in our long journey to find our place in this universe is a cutback. The Light on Light Through Podcast. Hey, here's a special offer for all of you listeners of the Light on Light Through Podcast. Audible.com is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. You can get bestsellers on Audible.com. Hey, you can get a copy of The Plot to Save Socrates, my 2006 time travel novel, published originally by Tor Books. You can get a copy of The Consciousness Plague one of my Phil D'Amato novels. You can get a copy of the Chronology Protection Case. This was my 1995 novelette, and the radio play of that novelette, which is available on audible.com, was nominated for the Edgar Award by the Mystery Writers of America. So, Download your first audiobook today. You can do that at audiblepodcast.com slash lighton. I'll spell it out for you. A-U-D-I-B-L-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com slash lighton, capital L-I-G-H-T-O-N. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash lighton for your free audiobook.